Hello. Welcome to this podcast called Finding Inspiration. It's a 20 or so minute weekly podcast where we interview someone with an amazing story. After the show, I know you're going to feel energized, invigorated, and inspired. I'm Jennifer Weissman. Welcome to Finding Inspiration. Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Welcome to Finding Inspiration. Today, I'm here with Kimberly Vach, a female national medalist boxer in Israel. At age 28, she entered the ring to spar against men much bigger than she, a fearless martial artist. Kimberly was extremely confused with her opponents. Unfortunately, all her hard work did not pay off because either the men whomped her butt or... They were just too dainty to hurt a little lady. Either way, Kimberly did not feel she got a fair match. Adversity eventually led to ambition, and Kimberly opened her very own oasis of martial arts just for women, and Legacy Gyms was born in 2019. So I guess it sort of started five years ago. Like I said, I was living a very unhealthy lifestyle, like smoking, eating junk food, not really working out. But I was making a lot of money in the job that I was making. I was working in advertising. And I felt like I needed something more to life than just what I was doing. Felt like I was just, uh, you know, going through the motion every day. And like boxing gave me like, it gave me so much confidence. It gave me abilities that I never thought I had. It gave me like, it gave me a purpose. I never really intended on fighting or being a boxer. Originally, I was just looking for something interesting to do. And funny story, I never intended to quit my job. But while I was in Berlin, all of a sudden, the company I'd worked for shut down after five years that I worked there. Wow. And I was looking for something interesting to do that I couldn't do while I had that job. So I found a training camp in Thailand where a lot of UFC fighters go, a lot of pro boxers go. You had never boxed before and you just decided you were going to jet off to Thailand and learn to be a boxer? Well, I boxed for two weeks and I did maybe like two lessons a week, something like that. But yeah, well, basically, more or less, I was just like, I'm going to, I'm okay. just going to gun ho this. <laughs> that, that's very inspirational. I, I don't know many people who would just uh, leave their day job and jump on a plane and become a boxer in Thailand. It was really wild. It, it definitely had a lot of conversations going and people were like asking me, what are you doing over there? They saw my stories every day and they're like... So you, people were tracking what you were doing? You were on Instagram or you were on some social media telling people what your plan was? Oh yeah, I wasn't telling anyone what my plan was. I was just uploading stuff like all day long, not because I was like filming. There was just a lot of footage that other people were taking and I just thought it was cool. When I got there, like I was so mentally unhealthy. Mentally unhealthy how? Just overworked? I was overworked and I didn't really feel like I had a purpose. I felt like a lot of my life revolved around how much money I made and how much success I had in advertising. And when I got there, it's sort of you feel like the plane is like level for everyone. You know, it doesn't matter how rich you are or how successful, how famous, like if you don't have the skill, then, then that's it. You don't have the skill. So you, so you had to learn to count on your body to move you to the next phase as opposed to, you know, your level within a company. It's not even just like your body. It's like you have to have this blind faith that at the end of the process, you're going to have uh, some sort of skill and then start another process. While I was there, I met a girl that I never met before. Also a boxer in training? 
Yeah, so she she sort of did it as a hobby, but she decided before she went to college, she wanted her first fight. So she went there for a month to do a training camp, and she had her first fight there. And me and another girl, we basically helped her through the process, and it was just, like, so inspiring to see how driven she was, how much she wanted it. Like, she would wake up every day at 5 a.m. to run. She would train for, like, three hours a day technique. She was devoted to the weight cut which is really not easy. And, you know, she did all of that for a whole month for like 15 minutes in the ring. For me, it was just like a high seeing her go up there. So that was maybe your inspirational model, like this girl can do it, maybe I can do it? Oh, that for sure was the inspiration. Like hands down, the second that she did it, I had no intention of ever fighting before I saw her get in that ring. And then I looked at her and I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. So you had said early on that you lacked confidence and your life lacked purpose. So do you say now, some years later, that boxing has given you purpose, confidence? What else has boxing given you? Wow. Boxing has given me so much. It's given me, like you said, a sense of purpose. I was very clumsy as a person. Like it gave me a lot of coordination. I feel like I have more worth as a person, if that makes sense. So self-esteem? For sure, self-esteem. The weird thing about learning this kind of skill is when something external happens to you, a lot of times it can affect everything that you feel about yourself. And now I feel like nothing external can hurt me anymore. Wow. Like what people say who are yogis, right? They just see the vision and they let it pass through. So you're sort of impenetrable now, right? I think everyone can find a point of penetration, but uh, (laughs) I feel like nothing anyone can say or do. I don't feel like something external can hurt me or destroy me. And before that really wasn't the case. So maybe a better word would be grounded. Like you are comfortable in your shoes, you're grounded. For sure. Like you just have like a type of faith in yourself. Like you just believe like when you see yourself go through a certain process like that and it's literally, it's just blind faith. It's like the way that you believe in God, you have to believe that like what you're doing is going to take you somewhere. And that is true for getting into a, a ring and sparring with men who are much bigger than you. And I assume it's true for women fighting against a woman. Or is there a difference in the genders? Oh, there's for sure a big difference. I remember when I used to spar, before I'd go, I would have like mini panic attacks. I would be like really afraid to go because I wouldn't know what happened to me. I had scratched cornea once and I had like my eye closed shut for like a, a week. Wow. Had my nose broken twice, you know, like. Mm. And, and none of these injuries deterred you from your dream, your march on. You were never that afraid to get hurt. I was never that afraid to get hurt, but, you know, you do deduct sort of uh, conclusions from it. Maybe I'm not training correctly. Maybe the person needed to calm down. Maybe I need to calm down. You know, you sort of have to take a step back and see, all right, it's not healthy what happened. Professional boxers, you know, when they get paid a lot of money to step in the ring, it's fine for them to get hurt. But even when they train, they want to keep their body at optimal level so that when they go into the ring, they're not hurt. They're not injured. They're not like with a nose that, you know, that was busted way before they hit the money time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a learning process and you kind of walked us through the journey in Thailand. But what happened to you when you returned home? Where was home for you at that point? Home was in Tel Aviv. Okay. So you, you left Thailand after a month. Yeah. You gained this purpose, this confidence. You came back to Tel Aviv and then what happened? So I was very confused. I didn't know that this was what I was going to do as a profession. I just thought I really wanted to fight. And I got accepted to a job, another advertising job. And I was so ridiculed for being a female boxer. Like I asked for vacation to go to a training camp in advance. And that was like one of the conditions of me signing the contract. And when the time came, they were like, listen, you're not going to be Mike Tyson or whatever. Like it's not a career. Like you shouldn't be putting so much weight on this. Don't put your career, your real career on hold. 
Yeah, but it's not even like putting out a hole. It's just like that's what they were saying, maybe yeah. to you. That yeah, it's it's not even that. It's like you're wasting your time. You're it's, wasting your you're time. wasting your time after work. You're not doing something that's really going to take you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like a lot of people around me were also like very confused. Not a, not all of it was negative feedback. I got a lot of like really good feedback. Like, well, let me ask you: when you say confused, what do you mean? What were they confused about? Why you were doing this? Yeah, because I think that, you know, from someone looking on the outside on martial arts and boxing, it's like, well, why do you need this? You're a woman. You want to give birth one day. You have a pretty face. Why would you want to mess up your head? You know, people don't really understand that. People actually said this to you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. A lot. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, I've heard also like, you know, martial arts aren't really for women. A lot of times like people will also walk up to me, they'll see my boxing gloves and they'll be like, oh, like, where do you do like bag work? And it's like, I don't do bag work. I'm a national medalist. Like I, I do the real thing. I'm probably doing it more real than you. I'm a serious contender. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So, <laughs> in the beginning, I felt like I needed to correct them. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm doing kickbox, whatever. <laughs> so, so it sounds like at the end of the day, the confidence, the purpose, all of that came for you from your boxing, from your studio, from your students. And in the end, what would you say if we were looking back on today in three years? So it's three years from now and you're looking back and we're having coffee and you say, this was an incredible last three years because how would you finish the sentence? Wow. Um, So first of all, I'm already looking at like getting a bigger gym, more women. I would love for there to be more trainers, more types of martial arts. I would love to keep competing. I want to take the national championships. It's very, very important to me to keep to keep advancing as a fighter so that I can be a better teacher to all my students. And, you know, I would love for for it just to be like normalized martial arts, Zumba and TRX and all that. Like soul cycle, boxing, same thing. Exactly. On equal playing field. I understand that. Yep. Exactly. Like that you'd go through stories and you'd be like, oh, that's a girl doing martial arts. That's completely normal. And not like stare at it and be like, oh, like, what is this girl doing? She's going to get hurt. She's doing something that's not feminine. You know, I want it to be like mainstream, not just mainstream. I want it to be like, you know, like a status symbol for a woman. It would be like, you know, someone would go out on a date with someone and, you know, he'd be like telling his friends afterwards about the date. Oh, how was the date? Oh, she's a boxer. She boxes a legacy. Oh, I like it. So I have this sensation that you're bringing your advertising background into the legacy, Jim. I mean, it's mainstream. It's a place where people go. You're the gold standard for women. When When you say the gold standard, I don't care if I'm the gold standard or if a bunch of other women decide to open up their own gym for women for martial arts. And, you know, it becomes a convention out of that because at the end of the day, you know, it could be that someone will come to my class and not because anything's wrong with me or the gym could mean that they just don't click with me. Don't connect, right. And then when that happens, this woman will just leave martial arts completely because she doesn't have a second choice. See. That's unfortunate. So I'm actually completely pro other women opening up martial arts gyms because that woman doesn't have to just leave the field because she didn't have a connection with me. She can go to it with other people. So you're really wanting to share your passion of martial arts for women unilaterally across the board. It's out there. It's mainstream. You can do it at our studio. You can do it at another studio, but just practice this boxing. Absolutely. I also like, I shout out so many other female martial martial artists. Like I recently, there was like a video article about Hagar Feiner, which was the only female world champion Israel ever produced in boxing and arguably in general. Wow. And she opened up her own gym. I was like, yeah, I'm going to share this on my page. This woman's rocking it. This is like really cool. This is your dream. Your dream fulfilled, seeing it happen in other places in the world. Kimberly, you're very inspirational. I'm 
super excited to have you share this time with me, and I hope lots of women and men listen to this podcast. Amen. (laughs) A serious female boxer at age 28, when you got into the ring, Kimberly, to fight a man and spar, were you more disappointed if your opponent either beat you up or if they let you off the hook too easily? Which one was more of a bummer for you? So definitely when I first started, it it was more of a letdown when someone went easy on me. A lot of times you don't really know if sort of your gender, your weight, or your skill set is what's letting you down, especially in the beginning when you're not really sure what to make in general of martial arts. You know, no one really told what to expect when men you know they sort of uh, either hit me light or they wouldn't aim to my face it definitely frustrated me it made me feel sort of like I wasn't as good as them and I never really understood what's right and what's wrong when you're dealing with intergender sparring okay so what did you do in the ring while you're sparring with a man is there a signal you can give could you hit him extra hard (laughs) or or basically you just you left the ring completely disappointed or bummed out that you really couldn't have a fair quote-unquote match so in the beginning when you don't have a lot of experience you don't really know what to make of it so you just kind of roll with it you say okay maybe I wasn't fast enough maybe I wasn't good enough I think like over time you sort of develop a maturity when it comes to hitting each other (laughs) if that makes sense You kind of learn what kind of boundaries other people have and what your boundaries are. And when you feel uncomfortable, you absolutely can tell someone like to take it down a notch. Or if you feel like the person isn't challenging you, you can also tell them to take it, take up the pace a little bit. But it's definitely something that comes with maturity. And I think that, you know, someone that comes in entry level and has no experience, it's very hard to understand what's right and what's wrong. Because you're letting someone hit you. (laughs) Like, you don't know if it's supposed to feel that way or if it's wrong. After you sort of matured a little bit and you were able to take the punches or realize that you were actually very strong, solid, capable boxer, did you decide at that point, I really need to start thinking about doing this on my own in a female-only focused environment for sparring? Or was that always a dream of yours to sort of create an oasis for women to learn this skill? I think that, first of all, I, I still spar men to this day. There are a few strong females in boxing in Israel, but there's just not enough. If you go and seek out any other podcast of like MMA fighters and boxers, they'll say the same. There's not enough, not just in Israel, in the world. So a lot of times we default to men. Basically, the whole point of legacy was that women would have the advantage that I never had meaning that they wouldn't have to go through sort of the trial and error that I had to to understand what was okay, what was not okay, you know, just to have women train with each other and feel comfortable. I'm just going to put like a number out there. I don't know if it's a real number, but it's something that someone once told me, and I don't think it's very far off. One out of seven women are assaulted throughout their life in Israel. And, uh, That's a shocking number. It's it's a very shocking number, and based on my experience, it's a very believable number. I don't know if it's very accurate, but I think I think so. And just think about how traumatizing it can be for someone like that to want to box and for the first time, you know, to train, to have a man lay a hand on him, her, and... Let's say in jujitsu to have a man choke her or to have a man pull her hair in Krav Maga. So it's a very, very big issue. I think that, 
you know, that does need to be addressed. And even if it's not a man physically pulling at someone's hair or kicking or anything like that, just having a man's presence in the room, it sort of changes the whole dynamic. It makes mm-hmm. everyone feel a little less comfortable, no matter how like supporting and, and nice and, and professional they may be. There's nothing like training with other women. So early on, it sounds like you had this feeling that training with women and keeping men in another place to train and not commingling, you know, both genders together would give women more of a comfort level to learn the skill, to be more aggressive. How would you define that, what women get from Legacy Gym? Like when they leave there, what are you hearing them say to you? Well, first of all, it's really crazy. Whenever I've made the majority of like the sales calls for for the gym and the first phone call I make, the first question is, am I going to get hurt? I'm very gentle. You know, I'm not I'm not very strong. And then they come to the gym and within a month, they basically destroy the whole gym. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, they start like punching each other just for fun. Sometimes I'll like walk through the gym to like, I don't know, get something that I forgot. I don't know. A girl will take me down. Like <laughs> it's it's really funny. So they feel very empowered after it sounds like a very short period of time. Yeah, they, they get very comfortable very fast. It's also like a very uh, tight community. Like a lot of girls became friends there. I had uh, two girls that were originally in a girls group I initiated before Legacy actually had four walls and they actually like went on to like travel together. One of them went to a training camp that I went to like when I first started boxing. So you're you're inspiring the next generation, maybe I could say, of, of young women through your training programs. And I wonder what part of your story are you most proud of? I mean, you, you still spar with men, but it sounds like your focus and your emphasis is now on your, your entrepreneurial business, which is Legacy Gym. And how does that resonate with you? How, what are you most proud of? So I think my focus does shift from time to time. It's, I can't say that it's always on Legacy. Like, it's always one of the top priorities for sure. But I still want to compete. I think that like, you know, a lot of women, they come and they're like, oh, I'm not so strong. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I have never done fitness in my life. I smoked cigarettes for like 14 years. Did you? Yeah. I led a very unhealthy lifestyle. Like I would eat a lot of junk food. That's our next podcast. I want to hear about Uh, this (laughs) transformation. Okay. To this fit lady in front of me. (laughs) So mentally a very unhealthy lifestyle, like something that revolved around like money and sort of greed, working in advertising. Mm. And uh, there's some girls that like come up to me and they're like oh well you know I'm not going to be like the next Mike Tyson or whatever and I'm like listen I started you know at 28 there's no reason why you can't box. There's no reason why you can't learn how to defend yourself, learn how to kick, have some fun. You know, you're not going to get paid for it maybe, but who knows? Like there's so little women in Israel that there's some categories that you can just go up to national championships and just like get, get a medal for just showing up because no one else would. What inspiring things are you hearing from your students at Legacy Gym? What are they telling you what they're getting from boxing? Wow. So I had one girl that came for a trial class and I think every woman can sort of identify with what I'm going to say. She said, listen, I've never had anything bad happen to me, but sometimes when I get up in the middle of the night to get a drink of water, I'm afraid that someone will attack me. I think like every woman can, you know, identify with that. And she's like, I think this is what I need right now confidence. Yeah. How horrible is that? But it's something that I think I've also felt a few times in my life, even though it wasn't rational. Mm-hmm. Just to know, like, if something does happen, you can defend yourself. Absolutely. That right. Just to feel safe. Right. You know, just that feeling of security. It's something that women don't really have nowadays. It's sort of like privileged nowadays to feel safe. Un- very, very under- much understand you. I mean, it gave you confidence and it gave you purpose and it 
kind of sounds like your students are telling you the same thing. Like they feel that they have a sense of security and an unmet concern that they hadn't thought about before. Something was frightening them walking down the street at night and maybe they're not, they're not worried now. They don't have to look over their shoulder because they know if something happens, they can stand on their own. It's the crazy feeling that, you know, you can't mess with my girls, you know. They know how to kick. They know how to punch. They know how to choke. They know how to stab. We have, like, a knife fighting also. Oh, I love it. Like, you can't you can't mess around with my girls. <laughs> All right. I, I might become one of your girls. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think your story is very inspiring. At 28, to start, to start boxing in a serious way and then go on to open your own private gym just for women. Uh, I think most people in my experience, would talk about doing something like that. But very, very, very few people would actually go and lease space and and rent equipment and actually make this a reality. So um, I, I think your story is totally irresistible. And it, it speaks to me the power of tenacity and dreaming big. And I really appreciate you being here today and helping us find inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Finding Inspiration. Hey, I would appreciate it if you would click on that subscribe button and share this podcast with a friend. See you next week. I'm Jennifer Weissman.